Hi, this is Todd Lawrence. I teach African American literature and culture, cultural studies, and folklore in the English department at the University of St. Thomas. Awesome. And our other podcast mates, Adriana and Crystal, couldn't be here today, but they are with us in spirit and doing some cool things like running marathons, gardening, writing retreats. Writing retreats. So, yeah. Um, and before we tell you about why we're here today, just a big shout out to the PEPS department at Carleton College, especially Dan, for letting us borrow some awesome new podcast equipment, which we're still learning to use. So if this sounds a little weird, you know, bear with us. Dudes, we have lapel mics. I have a mixing board. <laughs> we're awesome. First time in my life I have a mixing board. This is we, amazing. Yes, we feel very official. But we have no idea what we're doing. No. Um, so we're doing this special driplet mini episode because we wanted to announce that we're changing the book that we're going to be uh, reading for our next episode. We were going to read Gina Diaz's Drown, um, and instead we're planning to come at you all with a special two-episode series about young adult novels. Uh, and before we tell you which one, we wanted to, I guess, talk a little bit about you know why we're changing the book. And I guess I'll say that you know when I first started reading all these accounts of Diaz's uh, behavior, misbehavior coming out, I was really devastated. And it wasn't that I was devastated that he's some this big author, you know, who like has fallen my estimation. More just that I was just reading story after story of women feeling the way that they have, and I think it particularly hit me hard because it's also women of color. And I think a lot of what I was reading just really resonated with my own experiences and like the experiences of so many women I know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's been particularly hard, you know, as you say, with uh, Juno Diaz and also Sherman Alexi, the things mm-hmm. um, when it's prominent writers of color, um, it's it's hard to hear these things. Um, as a the the one man in our our collective, the All Spoilers Collective, which is what <laughs> we're called, if you don't know that, um, I really um, want to defer to um, the women in in the group. Um, in terms of thinking about what we should do, but I, we were all in agreement that we should just take a take a take some time. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to say that we are not suggesting that no one should ever read mm-hmm. Juno Diaz ever again or anything like that. We're not making any definitive statements or decisions at this point, but the prospect of reading that book and talking about it. Um, like right now. Right now mm-hmm. is just something that we couldn't do. Yeah. And we thought it wouldn't be right. Um, you know, there's always the question about can you separate the art from the artist? And I think uh, some some smart people, an article I'm thinking of in particular, but I can't remember the name of the, <laughs> of, the of the author. So I will I will link to it, and we'll, we're going to put up some links uh, and tell you yeah. about some links for things that you can read around this uh, situation. Uh, But one particular uh, article that I read uh, talked about how we already uh, separate the artist from the piece of art, especially when it comes to prominent male artists. Mm -hmm. 
And so uh, and during their careers, we often overlook their um, uh, problematic behavior um, because they're established uh, artists and, and we want to consume their art. And so um, the, the prospect of doing that you know, at this point in time is something that I suppose we have to think about, but maybe we should think about the ways that we do it which enable the behavior that we are uh, so appalled by um, hearing about right now. Yeah, and I, I think on some level it's also that, you know, I think there's sort of these broader and really important conversations we need to have about separating the art from the artist. But I think right now what I want to do is just like center and make space for the women who are speaking up. And I think that's really important. Right, so when Crystal Adrian and I went to see Roxane Gay, she made this point about like, you know, what Me Too has been around for a few months and already we're like, what about the men? And it's like, sure, what about the men? And I think we need to think about that because it's a huge cultural shift that we perhaps need to make but right now I'm like I just want to like make sure that the women who are speaking up and it's hard to speak up that we just make space for that and also right I mean there's so many other books we want to read and like we want to talk about um, a lot of them written by women and I think it just feels like the right thing to do right now is to kind of do that. I totally agree I mean I think the as as a man who you know is not speaking for all men but who's speaking as a man um, just be quiet <laughs> you know like um you know that i think what you say is true is that a lot of people are talking about okay so when can you make the comeback and all mm -hmm. these sorts of, of questions that it's just not time to ask those questions right. because um women are still feeling finding discovering feeling and being able to speak about the pain and violation and everything that's happened to them let's wait yeah. Before we even start to talk about those other aspects yeah. of it. Um, to Kojin Amane, you are not involved. Let the vagina have a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't think I can say anything beyond that. <laughs> All right. Um, so we will post a few links. And for those of you who are uh, particularly interested in reading about the discussion that folks in Latinx literature field are having, or you know, in the Latinx community more generally, Adriana recommends a few essays that have been published in the last few weeks on therumpus.net and on latinorebels.com. Um, so we'll post those links and I think a couple other things that Todd wanted us to post. And to end? Yes. Yeah. So our two-episode Young Adult Summer Series special uh, will be on Dread Nation by Justina Ireland and The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Can I talk a little bit about uh, yeah. young adult literature? So we've been... We've mentioned this in one of our other uh, podcasts, I think, but um, uh, we're interested in sort of thinking about young adult literature and reading it as serious literature. Mm -hmm. And um, I have uh, myself been involved in arguments with uh, people <laughs> that I know who basically say that, you know, YA is terrible, it's garbage, it's what? not real literature. I've heard this stuff, you know, so. Um, but we want to check it out for ourselves. I yeah. think all, each of us has had um, positive experiences with young adult literature. Mm -hmm. And um, so we decided we wanted to read a couple of pieces that are really popular right now. Yeah. Um, Dread Nation just came out, right? Yep. And The Hate You Give has been out for maybe a year a few and a half. A year and a half, yeah, okay, yeah. Like um, and take a look at these pieces and see them as serious literature and respond mm -hmm. to them as serious literature. So. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll talk about it also, like what does it mean, what does the genre of young adults and a little even mean, right? right? And kind of think about that. But also obviously I feel like we all work with sort of, you know, youth who would be considered audiences for these books, right? Maybe a little bit on the older end, mm -hmm. but so I think we can also think about, you know, how we might use these um, 
view these uses books maybe in our classes, but also how do we think of this in relationship to all the other things we've read? Well, as a literature professor, um, oh, yeah. either I'm teaching students who have read a lot of YA literature, or I'm using it in the classroom. Not necessarily, like one of my favorite, favorite, and I'm hoping at some point in the future, maybe distant future, whatever, that we'll read a book by Walter Mosley called 47, which is one mm. of my favorite novels ever. Mm. It's a YA novel, and I teach it all the time in mm. any kind of speculative Afrofuturist uh, course that I'm teaching. Um, and at the same time that I think, like, this is the book that I needed when I was 11 years old, mm. it's also a book that I need now that I'm 45 years old. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, so I keep going back to it. It never gets old for cool. me. I'm you know, always excited to read it, and I always discover new things in it. And that is, those are qualities of a good book. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the level is. Yeah. Good books continue to give over the years. When you go back to them, they give you something new. Yeah. And um, so we'll see if these books, you know, we'll see what we think of these books. And, um, and we have a ton of books on our list yes. to read for the future. <laughs> we do, we do. And we're really excited to get to all of them. And I don't know how many we'll get through this summer. We'll do as many as we can, yes, right? Yes, because we're excited to read them and talk about them, which yes. is why we do this podcast in the first place. So much fun. <laughs> and also, uh, just to end with, so our usual location. <laughs> the this lake, is terrible. <laughs> the Lake Coffee House. I'm not laughing. I'm crying. Apparently has gone out of business, people. It's really sad. But we are looking for some spaces where we could record our podcast for, you know, relatively quiet places where they wouldn't mind for passionate people of color hanging out and laughing and, you know, discussing things. Not Starbucks. So, <laughs> so maybe not Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> so if you know of places, uh, let us know, you know, uh, text us if you know us in real life. You can also suggest places on our Facebook page um, and bonus points if it's owned by people of color. And yeah, let us know. Cool. Today we're at Cafe Bene. Yay. They've been very nice to us. Yes. We tried to kick people out of a room and that didn't happen. But <laughs> we're just set up right out in the middle so you hear people in the background, but hopefully you hear our voices more yes. clearly than you normally do. So. And we really are a coffee shop, so we tell you we're a coffee shop. Yes, so. this is why we need this fancy recording <laughs> equipment is so we can get our voices in these uh, yes. less than ideal recording circumstances. But totally fun. Totally fun. So, all right, y'all. Thank you for listening to this mini episode. And we probably will have a future, you know, driplet episodes in the future if we think about what we want to talk about. But otherwise, look for us sometime in the summer. And again, July, right? Yeah, July-ish, we'll yeah. say. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, we'll be reading Bread Nation by Justina Ireland and The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to this driplet episode. We'll be back in late July when we'll release two episodes, one on Dread Nation and one on The Hate You Give. Hopefully by then we'll have found a permanent new coffee shop to record in. Man, Lake Coffee House. We hardly knew ye. Now you're gone. Cue the bagpipes. And if the hippies and the yippies... And if the hippies and the yippies... And if the hippies and the yippies...